Hello everybody, it's Graeme Cove with My Music. We've hit the hump day, as we say here in the UK, the middle of the week, it's Wednesday. Uh, of course, you might be listening to this on any day of the week. Uh, whatever day of the week you are listening to it on, I hope you have a pleasant listen. Today we'll be speaking to Ali. She's going to be talking to us straight after this video from Analog Trash. enjoyed that I, I see you've got was that a cup of tea cup of coffee what, what's your brew yeah tea tea but it's the end of a long day where you are isn't it T- tell people where you're from it's actually only 11 a.m where i'm from i'm from toronto canada oh it's 11 a.m yeah sorry i got it the wrong way around it's the start of your day it's heading towards the end of mine yes, yes. ah has it been, what what have you been doing lately has it been busy period for you it has not been the busiest. Um, I have just been off from school for the summer. So I've gotten a chance to really focus on music and things that I don't usually have a lot of time for during the school year. So it's been nice. I've gotten to, you know, be in the studio again and write more. So those are things that I love doing, but usually don't have a lot of time from, you know, September to April. Yeah, is that, is, that's hard, isn't it? Combining education with trying to make music yeah I'd say so I mean I'm lucky because I'm I'm studying music in school but it's it's not the same as just being able to write freely and be in the studio it's very different um school is school so yeah yeah do you actually find actually studying music in school when you're trying to be an aspiring artist is that a bit of pressure especially like amongst your peers and whatever is it like you know because it'd be like ah you didn't know that or you got that wrong or you know I'd I'd hate that yeah I go to school with a lot of people who have been like singing operas since before they could speak so wow yeah like the first day that I ever walked into my program it was very intimidating because I automatically felt like I didn't know enough I was not prepared enough because there's always going to be someone in the room who just knows more than you do and so that was something that took a lot of getting used to. But I mean, like I love it, but it definitely is. Um, it, there's a lot of competition for sure. Yeah. Have you managed to learn things from those people as well? Have you have you actually kind of picked up anything along the way that's been been helpful to you? Yeah, I'd say so for sure. I mean, when you're kind of surrounded by people who are so talented, you I I feel like I have definitely learned a lot from that and learned a lot of like what they do and what they study and how they get to where they are so that's been very helpful for sure I feel like if you're surrounded by people who are at the same level as you or below you you don't really have growth in yourself so yeah I feel like I've definitely learned a lot have you tried the old opera out yourself I've had to a couple times yeah difficult yeah it's not easy but I mean, it's not it's not what I do. Like, it's not something that is familiar to me. So 
there's been a couple times where I've had to like sing songs in Italian and French and German and that's been <laughs> that's been a that, struggle. That's gonna, listen, that's going to be really useful in years to come when you're a big star and you're doing the stadiums around the world. Right. You know, because, you know, I watch those videos where it's like Coldplay or Ed Sheeran whatever, and they're singing in Spanish or whatever. Yeah. Somehow they had to learn that. Right. Yeah, not sure. that I know whether they're doing it right or not, because I don't speak any other languages. They might just be faking it, but the crowd seemed to not be killing them. So yeah. I, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> they must know something. Now we're live. So um, there are people watching. Kathy said uh, they might know more than you in some areas, but you might have your own niche where you can, they can learn from you too. Yeah, what have they learned from you? I think the one thing that I've brought to the program that wasn't really there before was songwriting. Um, there aren't really many songwriters in the program, and they've just kind of, it's been a very kind of traditionally classic music program since it first started. So they're just starting to branch out into this more popular music stream um, and focusing more on cre the creative side of of music. So I think that I've definitely, um, you know, when I, when I do performances in school, I try if I can to sing my own songs and that's something that nobody else does. And so I, I'd say that's my thing. Like I, I can write songs and that's what I prefer to do. And that's what I enjoy doing. And it's something that I know makes me unique because it's the one thing that nobody else is doing. Cool. Now, listen, I've listened to some of your music and you've got some highly polished, highly engineered pieces of music there. Thanks. Where do they start, though? How do they start for you? Do they start uh, on, you know, do you start writing things up in Logic or Garage Band and things like that? Or do you start on the guitar or, you know, where, where do you actually begin? I usually start with guitar. It's either guitar or piano, but I find that I always have my guitar right next to me. So... You know, it, it, I just pick it up and sometimes I start with music. Sometimes I start with chords. Sometimes I start with lyrics. Like I have a notes app on my phone, like many people. And I have a little section where I just write down lyrics. And if something comes to me during the day, I'll write it down. And then a lot of the time I'll revisit it later and I'll pick up my guitar and I'll just start strumming until I find something that I like. Well, I'm going to get technical now for, for people out there that don't play guitar. This is very technical language, so please bear with us. Do you, on the guitar, do you go straight towards chords or do you do like plinkety plonk? And do you actually like, you know, draw out on, on several singular strings a little bit of a melody? Which which bit do you start with first? Usually it's just chords. Usually, Usually chords. Strumming chords with a pick, Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I gravitate towards. Um, sometimes I'll kind of experiment with like a little finger plucking, stuff like that, because uh, I like the sound of that. Um, yeah. And, and do I, you find it? Do you find it easy? Again, technical uh, technical stuff here, folks. Do you find it easy to come up with a melody that's not necessarily completely what you're playing? And you know, desynchronize the two, etc. Or are there are there patterns that you graduate? You know, you you find yourself going towards all of the time on the guitar. And do you, do you sometimes have to you really struggle against that and go, oh, no, not that rhythm again? And well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely. Like a lot of the time, if I have a melody in my head already, I'll kind of 
sing it with the guitar over and over and over. If I know that I have something that I like and I want to use, but, um, you know, you have to be kind of creative when you're switching from writing a first melody to a chorus melody uh, to a bridge melody. So, I mean, yeah, most of the time I'll start and I already have something in my mind that I like, something that's been playing over and over in my head. And I'm just like dying to sing it out loud and get it recorded in my phone. And yeah. You see, I've always, I always struggle with that, that connection between the two. I can either, I, can, I, I always say to myself, I either play the guitar or I sing. Yeah. Right. If I'm, if I'm playing somebody else's song, it's fine because the two pieces have kind of been uh, connected for me in my brain. So that's fine. I know I'm playing these chords and I'm singing this melody or whatever. But for me, it's always like I find myself completely attracted to rhythm yeah. on the guitar. And like, so therefore I will like kind of, if I sit and write a guitar part, I'll completely focus on the rhythm and, and where the chords are going and whatever. And then I'll sit there and I'll go, unless I recalled that, I can't then start of deconstructing where vocals are going to sit on top of it. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So do you, do you, when you're, when you're writing, do you immediately go to kind of a, a basic recording process as well? Yeah, anything that I'm singing out loud, I have to record into my phone immediately or else I know that I'm going to forget it. And like some of the best ideas you'll ever have are things that you just blurt out and it didn't take you long at all to think about it. And I know for me, like I have moments like that all the time. And if I don't write the sentence down or record the melody immediately, it'll be gone in the next few seconds. So yeah, I always you, have you, how old, I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but are you at an age where you can drive yet or not? Yeah, I'm 19, so You're I can 19. drive. You can, you can yeah. drive. Okay. So do you have that thing where people like drive past you occasionally and you're sat in your car and you're basically singing into your phone? I I actually don't have my full license yet, so I can't drive. Like, I'm at the age where I should be able to. Yeah. But I do have moments like that a lot where, like, I'll be – somewhere in a public place and i'll get an idea and like i will just fully sing into my phone like my friends know that i do it it's something that i do a lot um because like is there I any place where that's embarrassing for you or you you're quite happy with that on on every occasion it's you know it's fine um you know <laughs> i mean some places that, that the noise kind of around you maybe drowns it out a little bit sub you know subway station or something like that but you know yeah. is, there, is there anywhere where it's kind of off limits maybe in the queue at mcdonald's or something i don't know yeah, there's definitely moments like that. And in the moments like that, I'll try to just like sing it in my head over and over again until I can like get to a bathroom so I can sing it into my phone. Um, but yeah. I love that. It's like it's 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 like a curse of like needing the toilet for a musician, but you know, I need to get to the bathroom. Why? Because I need to get this tune out. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Somewhere in the world right now, in a in a restaurant a fast food restaurant somewhere is a musician sat on the toilet just getting the tune out yeah just so that's that's happening right this minute yeah. somewhere in the world what what's what's the inspiration for behind a lot of the songs um honestly like i write about real life i write about things that happen to me and whenever i'm 
experiencing something significant in my life, like my first instinct is to write it down. Like whatever it is, I just have to write it down. That's how I process things. That's how I process my feelings. Like it's just always kind of been that way since I was very, very young. Before I started writing songs, I was writing poems and short stories. And so, I mean, I think that's why songwriting now is so important to me. It's because I've always been someone who writes. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm guessing you feel relatively comfortable with that within the songwriting process, actually talking about real stuff that's happening to you, etc. Is there anywhere else in the process, you know, because getting the songs written and, you know, produced is, is just one part of it these days. Is there anywhere else in the process, maybe like putting that stuff out on social media or then having to talk about it in, in interviews like this or or somewhere else that it, it then feels less comfortable? I'd say so. I mean, you're always worried that you're going to create something and put it out and people aren't going to like it. Like I know for me, um, when I put my first EP out, I was so excited about it and proud of it. But there's always a fear in the back of my mind that people aren't going to like it or people aren't going to resonate with it. And um, yeah, I mean, when you're really putting something out there into the world, you're just hoping that people like it and people understand it the way that you do. So there's always a little bit of fear that comes with that. Yeah. But then it happens and people do resonate with it and people do yeah. like it, etc. And then it, is that in itself a little bit of a, a shock? And then, you know, how, how do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. Like when I get DMS or something from people across the world who tell me that, you know, they just stumbled upon my music on Spotify and they love this song and this is why they love this song like that for me is the best feeling in the world because it's like, okay, someone, someone who doesn't even really know who I am found my music and listened to a song and, and is telling me their favorite lyric in that song and why they resonate with it. And, and that is such a cool thing to be able to do and such a cool feeling. Yeah. Now, listen, you're still so young. Um, so what's the next phase for you? What, what's what's the you know clearly you've got to get through school and and do that um and is it at a point as well where this starts to become difficult in terms of conversations in the home because it's like you know you must be must be quite good at school presumably as well what what subjects are you doing well, other than other than music yeah so i'm doing a i'm majoring in music and i'm minoring in business Okay, so music and business. Well, that that fairly goes together. Okay, yeah. But, but do, have you had those kind of conversations? Do you have those conversations in the home about uh, what's next? Yeah, a lot. And I I feel like I I don't really have like a solid answer right now because I just think, you know, I have to focus on finishing my degree for the next three years, and then I really I just don't know what comes after that. Like I wish that I did, but I think with with you know, the career path that I'm choosing to take, it's just very unpredictable. And it's, I don't think I'll, I'll really ever be able to know exactly what's going to happen until I'm there. So, yeah, I mean, I know for me, one dream of mine has, has been to go to Nashville and to pursue music in Nashville. I just think that that would be incredible. And it's always a place that I wanted to go to. So, I mean, it's, it's a dream for so many people, isn't it, Nashville? What yeah. is it about Nashville that is the, you know, has that allure, that has that draw? I don't is know. Is it I the history? 
I think it's the history. I think about, you know, how many artists that I love and artists that I grew up listening to who have gone to Nashville and, and made it in Nashville. And so I think it kind of holds like a, a special place in my heart when I think about how many artists I love that have come from Nashville and, and their careers were born in Nashville. So I think that's why I, I keep coming back to it. How would you, if you could, when you got to Nashville, right? That happened. That's happened, right? Yeah. Ali Cripp has finished her degree. She's got to Nashville. How would you influence Nashville with your music? I think the one thing that I know I can always rely on is the fact that um, I I can write songs and, and whether I'm writing songs for myself or for other people, like that's something that I would love to do. I would love to just be in the writer's room and, and write for other people. Like I, I enjoy it so much that it's not something I have to do for me, you know, like I, I, as long as I'm just part of that process and in that process, um, I just think it's like the greatest thing in the world to be able to create songs um, from start to finish. So I, I think it's something that makes me unique. I think it's something that um, makes me stand out from, from other people. I mean, you know, there's, there's a ton of, ton of great 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 singers in Nashville and I would love to to write for some of them and and I think that you know the songs that I have written are unique and and they're special and they're personal to me so I would love to be able to expand on that cool so listen what happens is you I'm gonna carry on the story a bit further so you get to Nashville see we're being creative here you get to Nashville and there's all these great people there. And what you what you decide to do is you decide to put together a collective within Nashville, right? Who is in that collective? You can pick like three or four people. You're you're putting together your kind of dream collective of musicians. Oh my gosh, there's so many names. I and it can and it doesn't matter. They you know they don't all have to be young or old or what. They they you know it can literally be. Whoever you like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love I love Taylor Swift. I grew up listening to Taylor Swift. Like, I love her. I think she's one of um, the reasons why I write songs, for sure. It's because I, you know, I always was a fan of her songwriting and always was inspired by her songwriting. Um, I mean, if uh, look, if we're playing like fantasy football, but with, with musicians, that's a really good start. Right? Yeah. That's, a, that's an ace card right there. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I know I went, for, I went for like the big, biggest name in the world first, but yeah, yeah, like who I think of first. Um, I love Casey Musgraves. I love, um, I love Morgan Wallen. I love Luke Combs. Like I love those guys. Those like newer country guys. Um, gosh, I love Tim McGraw. Like I've been listening to Tim McGraw since you know before I could talk because you know my mom was a big Tim McGraw fan and um this is an A-team isn't it it's an yeah. absolute A-team yeah is there is there is there a, uh, an, an older artist that that you need to join as kind of a, the legend of the the team yeah I mean I my dad since I was really young was like the biggest James Taylor fan and like raised me on James Taylor um so I would like that would be a dream of mine to just even meet him one day, let alone like write with him, but just 
meet him and you know i've never been to a james taylor show but i would love i would love that oh well there you go you've got a friend in yeah. james taylor yeah see what i did there okay. <laughs> yeah cool. what a great what a great lineup of people i think that would be an absolutely fantastic team um and so the ambition is to get there is to write for yourself continue because I, I think you'll probably always carry on writing for yourself but maybe write for other people as well and develop develop that writing muscle as it as it goes on yeah definitely did you know Ali did you know that country especially kind of alt country at the moment is in massive massive in the UK I didn't know that no yeah absolutely massive in fact it's it's the biggest selling genre in the UK right now no way yeah absolutely wow. we we have we have country nights we have uh people wearing the the, the cowboy hats and the boots uh yeah. going to see live music and doing the dancing all of it that it's, is so cool yeah is is the uk on your agenda at any point to now especially now knowing that would you love to come to the uk and and you know what would it where would you go in the uk what 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 would be the scene that you would look for in the uk yeah i've always i've always wanted to go i hope that i will be able to like maybe as a graduation trip in a couple of years but um yeah i would love to go to the uk i would love to see london I would love to go to Scotland, Ireland. Like that's where my ancestors are from and, you know, my distant, distant relatives. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's very much a part of my roots. So, yeah, there's uh, a little bit of Gaelic in you then. There's a little yeah. bit of, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Sure. And, it, and that you could bring that out in your songwriting as well. You know, do you, do you feel like you could kind of learn from, in the same way that you know Nashville has that kind of heritage, etc. Do, do you would you be quite interested in kind of finding out a bit more about that sort of uh, Gaelic heritage, etc. And that you know that kind of the, the kind of folk music that comes from those kind of roots and, and combining it into what you do. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, I have like a little bit of knowledge about Gaelic music because I would listen to it a lot growing up. Um, my dad is from Nova Scotia, so oh, a really? lot of, yeah, wow. so the music that's played there is like there's a ton of Gaelic music, like especially like you know Nova Scotia folk festivals. It's it's everywhere. Uh, so I I know what it sounds like, and I love that sound. I love that type of music. I actually listen to it pretty often, like in my house. So I would love to explore it more and incorporate it into my own songs because I just think it's definitely a small piece of me for sure yeah is it is there something about music that that touches the soul in that kind of way that that really resonates with you yeah absolutely yeah it's so I, I, that's the thing um do you feel that sometimes with modern music, I mean, and you, you've you've produced more dance-based tracks, it's, it's really, do you feel that sometimes with modern music, it kind of lacks soul? Yeah, I think it can, for sure. And like a lot of the more poppy music that's being released today. Um, yeah, definitely. How, how do you go about ensuring it has soul in, in the song? I think that, 
making sure that what I'm writing has real meaning to it and comes from true and raw emotion. Like, I think that's really what it takes to be able to write a song that's going to mean something to people is that it has to mean something to you first. And it has to come from real, um, some some kind of real emotion in your heart, like, you know, regardless about what you're writing about. Um, I just think that it has to first mean something to you before it can mean something to other people. That's that's very true. That's very poignant as well. And, you know, that's what will make you a great artist at the end of the day. Stay true to that at all times. Yeah. Um, tell people, what, what music have you got out now at this moment? So right now I have an EP out. It's called Unbroken. Um, it has seven tracks on it. They're all original songs. Uh, I'm very proud of it. And, yeah, I'm working on some more music right now. I've been able to do that over the summer in the last few months. But, yeah, that's what I have out right now. Unbroken's a great title. Thank you. Um, because it suggests, it suggests that at some point somebody might have tried to break you. Uh, it, it, is, is there an element of truth in that? Yeah, I'd say so. I think that there's a common theme that, you know, is there in every song on the on the EP. It's just, it's it's an EP about um, staying true to yourself and, and staying strong and, and overcoming challenge and overcoming fear. And uh, so that, that title is the one that kind of stuck when I was coming up with like hundreds and hundreds. That's the one that I, I thought resonated most with me. Yeah. And it, it's a message that will resonate uh, with a society these days that, you know, where everything's put on the line on social media, et cetera. Do you, do you feel that there's a, a an element where people really do need to, you know, come back to what's true in themselves these days with everything being as it is on social media? Yeah, definitely. And I, um, I hope that the EP kind of sends that message to people. That's kind of the message that I was hoping to send. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of younger artists actually start to produce stuff where it has more of that kind of emotional connection. Have you have you yourself reached out to any other young artists and, and maybe had those conversations about what, what's kind of going on in the world? Um, I try to stay pretty relevant and, like, up to date with um, – you know, other artists like me who are putting out new songs and who are kind of growing themselves as artists and as, you know, as, as new up and coming performers. Um, and I, and I do see like a common theme, you know, I think we all, you know, me as a new artist, I was kind of overcoming COVID and, and writing this EP throughout uh, COVID and isolation. And it was, you know, definitely a hard time. So I think that's why my music has that kind of uplifting tone to it. It's because um, that's those are the kind of feelings that I needed to be writing about throughout that difficult time. Yeah. Do you do you feel that there's kind of a a support amongst your peers for each other at the moment? Because we've certainly seen that in the UK at the moment. We've got we've got another band at the moment who are trying to get their their album independently to number one. They don't have a record label, etc. And there's a great kind of groundswell in the UK of 
artists supporting each other, independent artists supporting each other and really saying, look, it's not my album going out, but please support it. Please get there because we're, it's all and all of us in together. Do you, do we get that over in Canada at the moment? Yeah, I'd say there's a lot of that for sure. Uh, I think social media is like a really great way to encourage things like that. And I try to stay pretty active on like Twitter and TikTok. And if I see another young artist that I like and I listen to their songs and I like them, I'll always try to, you know, send out a post saying, hey, like I just, you know, heard your song and I love it. And, you know, or tweet about it and try to get people over to their page. Because I think it's really important to support other artists who are kind of on the same path as you and and facing the same challenges as you it you know it makes you feel good about yourself it's what i say all day long ali it's shine a light on other people and it all comes back to you um thanks so much for joining me for this Thank conversation you. today I, I hope it hasn't been too much of a grilling and and look the whole purpose of this is to do exactly what it says on the tin we call it a ron seal moment here in the uk um for for those of you in canada watching this you might not get that but there was a a, a product that used to paint uh fences with called ronsil and it, you, they used to say that in the adverts does exactly what it says on the tin um the aim of this is for more people to know about ali's music uh and it works look there you go someone's going to check out the songs and that's all that we can ask for in this day and age is that people watch people enjoy it and then people go and check out the music and that little bit of help goes a long, long way, right? Because for every single person that likes it and then passes that piece of information on to another friend and says, you should really check out this, you know, you do it over and over again, suddenly people have a fan base. And that's what it's all about. So if you've enjoyed this today, this has been the wonderful Ali Crib. Insert massive round of applause there. Um, if, if you haven't enjoyed this video today, then shame on you. And this has actually been an instructional video on how to clean the fluff out of your keyboard. <laughs> Do what you like with this video now, but please still share it with someone else. Um, I'll be back another time with my music, but thank you, Ali, for coming in, being thank such a good so guest. Thank you for having me. It's been incredible. Thank you so much. F thank you. Uh, and I will see you again soon, folks. Bye for now. <laughs>